Welcome, everybody, to episode 30 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at Two on Three Pod on Twitter, and you can send us email at Two on Three at Gmail. Oh, Two on Three. I don't even know the email address. Yeah, I don't know why you bother. Because <laughs> it's on the script. Well, you can two, take it off. You know, I, I like you can it. Cut it out. <laughs> I read what's on the teleprompter. <laughs> Two on three pod at gmail.com. Dot com? Dot com? I'm Chris, and you can catch me figuring out how to get my hair to look like Bryce Harper's at CD Villa Senor on Twitter. And with me is Ty. I'm here. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm also being, on Twitter at SEATJK. And being here is half the battle. Yes. Anyway, what are we chatting about today? We're getting back to our roots of being old and crabby, of like getting old and crabby and and reveling in the fact that we're getting old and crabby. So we're going to talk a little bit about fashion choices, as highlighted by um, as highlighted by our one of our favorite subjects, Mr. Tiger Woods. We're going to talk about food preferences. I think this is a <laughs> I think this is a this is going to be very insightful because I think a lot of people are going to have a lot to sort of learn and, you know, muse about over this. And then we're just going to talk about, you know, rewarding, you know, how do we reward winners in this culture with, with trophies? And we, we touched on this last time, uh, yes. but we're going to do a little deeper dive on it. And we've got a little bit of, we got a little, I got a little something for the OT. Yeah, I have a few things as well. <laughs> we'll keep it to a, we'll try to keep it to four hours this keep time. We'll try, <laughs> we'll try to, we'll try to keep it shorter than a Wimbledon we'll quarterfinal we'll match. The OT is not for deep dives. The OT is for, this has been on my mind lately. Yeah. We're gonna keep oh, I'm sorry. Late. I meant to say it hasn't been on my mind lately. Oh, well. I don't know. You no? You don't know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, sorry. Well, if anybody's <laughs> keeping up with current events. Oh, well, we'll get there. The president reversed his comments. Oh, you know. No, no, don't even. This is ridiculous. Anyway, He's, we don't have to get into it. But we don't have to get. We don't have to. We'll, someday we'll, we'll. Maybe someday soon we'll get into the the gaslighting of America. But it's really just tough to have a straight moron like in charge. <laughs> like it's really it's a weird experience. <laughs> like it's one thing when you think it's yeah it's you know a, a moron with bad intentions. It's a very strange, really, really strange dynamic. <laughs> anyway, it's it's like a bad magician. You know what it is? Think, it's like it's like it's like a, a magician whose like tricks never come off, and you like totally see what he's doing, and then he's like, "Oh no, I, the ball disappeared." <laughs> that's what and I, also that's, the magician is um, while you're looking at him on stage, he's stealing uh, your children and putting them in a cage. Right there, you yeah. go. Well, there you have it. All right. Among other things. Enough current events. Yes. <laughs> All right. As we get ready for the British Open, because you know we're always talking about golf. <laughs> that's another one of our. That's another one of our. One of our go tos. But Tiger Woods was uh, over in uh, Jolly Old, and he was uh, doing some clinics for some young people, trying to get them into golf. You know, growing the game, which is what we want our athletes to do for their respective sports, right? Yes. But Tiger shows up to this clinic, and you you could just check it out on my Twitter. Um, he comes up showing up like I don't know, like he's some thirteen year old boy. Like he shows up in like some camo joggers and an untucked t-shirt and a backward hat, and I'm like, and it brings me back to our favorite Greg Barrett bit, right? So if you don't you're not familiar with the comedy stylings of Greg Barrett, who's one of my favorites, um, 
there's this bit where he's goes, he's going to this concert, and the you know the guard says, "Hey, uh, buddy, um, I'm gonna have to take that chain wallet from you." And he's like, "Is it because of you know the terrorism and the heightened security?" He's like, "No, because you're 38." <laughs> he's like, "No, I'm not. I'm 42." But but this is the whole point of at what point do you just have to, especially if you're Tiger Woods, you can't go walking around in public. You can't make public appearances like looking like that. It's just it's ridiculous. Wait, so your beef is that he's wearing jogger sweats? No, my my it's the whole ensemble because I'm not afraid to put on some jogger sweats. Anybody who has anybody jogger sweats and jogger pants of any kind, jogger chinos are made for people who love sports shoes. Correct. Because nothing shows off your sports shoes like a good pair of like joggers. Correct. And I and and I'm 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 ready to come out and say one of my favorite pairs of pants that I own are these Lululemon joggers that are just awesome they're like the most comfortable pair of pants i own and have ever owned and i love wearing them but i'm also not tiger woods making public appearances in and it wouldn't be so bad if it was just the joggers and some like badass nikes because you know he has access to the baddest ass nikes ever yeah but he comes up short on the shoes the joggers, pretty straightforward the joggers are fine but it's that it's that untucked ill-fitting t-shirt and the backward hat that just that throw me over the edge it's the the backward hat is interesting um i mean i i think you know and i tweeted this a couple weeks ago and i feel like this is sometimes our podcast just becoming a a, a verbal index for our previous tweets (laughs) but you know here it's it's a it's a it's a entertainment universe that we're that we're crafting right right it's content um he uh how do I put it? The the shirt's weird. You're right. The hat's weird. It, it looks like he. It, I don't know. Tiger should just shave his head and be bald. First of all, that's what I was getting at. I tweeted this a few weeks ago. Like I sure. took a couple of pictures of his dome off the TV after he took his hat off and he was done with his round. Yeah. And a couple of different angles, and I was like, look, he has a nice like round head. It's not weird or big. It's just it's nice and round. And he should just shave his head because when he takes, he's got a little bit of an egg head, but when he takes the hat off and he's just got that dirt spread out all over the top of his head it's not a good look and so i understand why he's wearing the hat right no the hat is the hat i get i mean he's i mean we tiger almost becomes anonymous without the hat on (laughs) but but as far as the hair goes you know we're all as men we're likely most of us are destined for the big shave at some point right I mean that's I just that's I've been just fighting that of, off for, for twenty know. years. Actually, you do it. You do a nice. You're doing nice work with your with your <laughs> lid. But at some point, at some point, if you're lucky and age catches you, kept to you know you get to be old, and you know the thing starts to sh- to thin out to the point where you can't really effectively comb it. We're do- you're due for the big shave, sure. and Tiger's been overdue for the big shave for a while. Right. Yeah, and LeBron's overdue for the big shave for a while. Yeah. I mean, so... Desperately holding on. But there's... But, you know, if you're in that comb-over crowd... I had, like, a teacher who had one of those comb-overs. But at one point, just go... Just do the Jean-Luc Picard. You know what I mean? Do the... Yeah, the the, Uncle Phil. Yeah, do the... Do the... Just round the back. Do the round the back. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. (laughs) The lobot. (laughs) Do the lobot. I mean, that's, that's, you should just do it. I mean, just quit fighting it and just get it done. But listen, so here we are with Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is a billion dollar 
sports legend. And he puts on this outfit to do a public appearance. And what's he wearing on his wrist? <laughs> it's it's just this whole it's just bad. I just don't like it. I think he's I think he's bigger than this. It looks like he just like rolled out of bed or just like he rolled out of bed and he's going to get the morning paper or he's, you know, letting the dog out and then he just happened to show up at this public appearance. Yeah, I'm the the bracelet sport watch it looks like he's wearing three different bracelets and i can't tell if one is i think one's a watch but yeah you're right the whole thing is sort of a clinging to your youth look um and i think the joggers are fine i think the shoes whatever they're underwhelming but fine i think they're actually very appropriate for golf they kind of look like maybe they're there's some sort of golf adjacent footwear um sure. i don't know what else you wear with joggers but a t-shirt he could wear he could wear a he could he could in this outfit, he could easily have worn like a a black golf shirt that was tailored short. Wouldn't you be made mad at him though if he like was wearing one of those blade collar shirts? Because I kind of feel like that would have no. been a look that works here. Oh yeah, no, that'd have been fine. And, but he's got this horrible, just nondescript T-shirt on, and I just like I said, I think that if you were going, you know, if you or I were going to the mall on a Saturday and wore this, no one would care. But if I was, but if I, but if you're Tiger Woods, you gotta come with a little more. I mean, that's it's it's really about, you know, him as a sporting icon showing up looking like this. <laughs> that makes me that makes me angry. It's not angry, but it's just like he has access to the entire sports. He looks like he's coming over to your house for a barbecue, thing. right? And it's like right. just a totally laid back, like, hey, I don't know, man, bring a sixer and we're going to grill up some burgers and watch a game. You know, like <laughs> right. that's what he looks like. He's just he's just coming over solo to your house there's to that, kick there's, it. There's that Seinfeld thing where George is always wearing sweats. He's like, yes. again, again with the sweats. It's like yeah. it looks like you've given up. It looks like he's given up. It's like you are an elder statesman of this whole thing. You are to carry you are you. You are you're the face of the sport, even though you haven't been around much the last few years. You're the face of the sport. We need I need something better than this. I need something I need something sporty but slightly more classic. Well, what I think is interesting about it is how do we land on what's okay? So you and I are not necessarily the exact same generation, but close enough. Right. And we're kind of the first generation to grow up with the idea that you never really have to grow up. Like the sort of permanent adolescence, you know, people like look down upon it, what have you. And my opinion is, if you're handling your business, I can do whatever the hell I want. So sure. Um, but you know, I I always wonder, like, how do we land on what's okay and what's not? Because I'm totally fine with the joggers. Obviously, I'm a sneaker enthusiast myself, so I'm I'm sympathetic to that cause. Uh, that's that's something that you know a certain type of person would judge me for, like my sure. enthusiasm for for athletic footwear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and. His, I, but but then so, and I, I agree. This outfit doesn't look very good. But I also sort of look down upon his like bad jewelry choices. <laughs> so I'm totally fine with some of it, but really not with other parts of it. And I can't decide if it's because I'm partially bought into the old rules of you need to outgrow certain things, or just because I think that goony jewelry is kind of always a bad look. And I remember when I used to wear some weird stuff on my wrists, and I look back on myself and think stupid like that I was stupid back then. So sure. sort of. But, but how but, how do you how younger. do you hit that equilibrium? Yeah, but how do you You're hit that younger. equilibrium? This is the thing about somebody like like Tiger or you know here's a good here's a good example Griffey, he's the kid, he comes right. up he's 18 years old, 
the backward hat, it's cool, he's young, blah, blah, blah. And then he's 35. <laughs> it's yes. like, you know what? Maybe the backward hat isn't so cute anymore. Maybe, it, maybe you're not the kid anymore. And this is the same thing with Tiger. It's like, Tiger, when you were 22 and did an appearance and you look like this, this would have been kick-ass. Right. You're young, you're, you know, you're closer to college, and now you're closer to Social Security, <laughs> and this is not going to fly for, for people who are, again, the face of their sport. Nobody else in golf would show up to a public appearance looking like this. Now, granted, I'm a little more comfortable being more norm core. Golf suits my norm core values in terms I think of. You're wearing a golf fashion. shirt right now. I'm, I'm wearing a golf shirt right now because <laughs> <laughs> I sleep in one, <laughs> <laughs> and that's just because that's who I am. But, I, but even if this is who you are, you have to be bigger than that to get out. To get out. I mean, this is. I mean. You know, what's cool is like Obama wearing a tan suit. Now that's a that's a that's a nice riff on like, hey, I'm gonna do something a little bit cool. This is just this is just nonsense. This is I I I, I wanna be invited to a frat party and I'm forty two years old. <laughs> well, not to steal Sean Zach's joke here, but it definitely smacks of how do you do fellow kids? That was a good call on his part. <laughs> yes. The classic Buscemi. Uh, the best thing about the Buscemi, the thing is that I actually need that T-shirt that says "Music Band" with the music with band, the, yeah, with the with the uh, with the lightning bolt. It's good. That. I need one of those. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough beating up on Tiger. But you know, dudes like us again. We have we have we have pretty much free reign. I don't like when dudes wear shorts to work. That's generally the way I draw the line. But yeah, I'm much, not a fan. You can pretty much do anything. You can wear a t-shirt. You can wear. I don't really care. But when you wear shorts to work, I'm just like, dude, stop. Yeah, put some pants I, on. I agree. It's the workplace is not a place for shorts. Tiger disagrees. Tiger thinks you should be able to wear uh, shorts on the PGA Tour. If it's over a hundred degrees, I think you should be able to wear shorts on tour. <laughs> okay. I think just for just for health reasons. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So. Anyway, uh, since we're being old and crabby, let's get out. Uh, let's, let's let's really get into it. This uh, this Jim Nance story you told me the other day just got me going. I just thought it was the funniest thing. Go ahead and tell me. Just go ahead and tell the Jim Nance story. Okay, so Jim Nance is apparently famous for like loving burnt toast um, to the point where, and and we talked about the fact that he travels all the time. He's always on the road, so every time he's eating breakfast, it's often in a hotel or in some sort of a restaurant, and. He was apparently holding up the meal on a regular basis because he'd always send his toast back and say, you know, no, you need to burn it. Like, basically, you need to bring it out to me burnt. And they'd never bring it burnt. And so his wife insisted that here she, she actually printed it out for him. She took a picture of uh, burnt toast the way he likes it and then printed it out and, and, and had it laminated. And she said, put this in your wallet because I don't want to have to have you try to explain this to everybody anymore. I'm tired of dealing with it. So he carries this little placard of burnt toast, and he hands it to the waiter, and the waiter's like, ah, you know, he, gives, he says he gets some crazy looks, but uh, he gets it the way he wants it. First time. Yeah. So now he doesn't have, so now he can enjoy his bacon and eggs with his burnt toast while everything is hot. Yeah. And the, the article that this was presented to us in takes a, I don't know, a snooty tone with Jim, that he's he's insane for doing this. And... 
As someone who has a difficulty eating out because I have some unfortunate dietary restrictions, I kind of relate to the idea that I'd rather just ask for what I want. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm not really hating on Jim for this. Like, if you want what you want and you're not going to enjoy your breakfast unless you get it the way you want, why not ask for it what you want? I think this, I think this brings up an interesting point in terms of going out to eat. I think this is a perfectly, I mean, so your, your situation, we'll get to it. Those are accommodations. Those are different. This is a preference. This is a clear preference. I have a clear preference on how I'd like my toast. I don't Correct. want it. I don't want it brown. I don't, I want it blackened. I mean, I mm-hmm. want, I want you to burn it. And which goes against every sort of, even, even any line cook doesn't want to burn your toast. <laughs> you right. know, you have to make them do it. It's like, yeah. I need you to burn this toast. And they don't want to do it, but they do it because you have a preference. And I'm totally fine with that. Like, I, you know, you're going to fry some eggs. I'd like them over hard or whatever. This right. Is, you, know, this, you know, you get choices in, in this situation. You know, if somebody says, you know, hey, you like a, um, you order a cheeseburger. They say, how would you like it? It's like, I'd like it. I'd like it raw. <laughs> I'd like it burnt. <laughs> I, whatever. Right. You know, th- that's well within the realm of, I think, proper, you know, eating. Then there's your situation, which is accommodations. I don't handle we. I don't handle gluten. I don't handle dairy. I don't handle blah blah blah. I have. I'm religious. I have whatever. I have accommodations. Can you, can you accommodate me? Well, right? so this yeah, and I'm gonna which let I, you. Which, you you okay. got a point coming here because I, I have a, I have a tangent I, that I want to go off on. I, I have, don't want to. I don't want to obscure your point. I have a point. Here comes here comes the point where I think the line where where we go over the line. The when you okay. go over the line is when you go somewhere to a restaurant and they cook a certain thing and then you tell them how you want it cooked, like like you know could you you know let's say. A, place is famous for a certain dish okay so you're now, <laughs> now you you're want, horning in on their specialty yes. with your now you want now you want a bunch of now you want a bunch of like substitutions or you want like over the lot you know like a bunch of substitutions or you want to tell them how you know when you when you when you roast the chicken can you before you roast it can you you know what i mean it's like <laughs> yeah, no yeah, yeah. no it's like this is the dish the way a a restaurant like a, a certain restaurant will present a dish to you and you either eat the dish that way or you find a different restaurant right. that, that cooks it the way you want. I think there's a – the line is don't tell – I don't – don't tell the chef how to do their job. Let them let them provide you a – let them provide you an experience because that's what you're paying for when you go to eat nice. It's not like McDonald's. McDonald's is – McDonald's is McDonald's. But when you go out to eat nice, if you're going to pay, if you're into that 40 to $60 dollar entree world, at some at that point, you just got to let them, you got to let them cook for you. Well, what's your take on the well-done steak? Because my argument on well-done steak would be like, if you want a well-done steak, you don't actually like steak and you should just eat something else. No, I think that you should, I think if you like well-done steak and that's an option for you, well, how would you like that done? I'd like it done well. Well, so I, think, I have a, I have a why, friend. Why you, I have a why friend would, who's. Why would you? I mean, if you're gonna pay, I, if I'm paying for a steak, if I want it just seared hot on each side for three minutes and bring it out to me, or if I want it like near charcoal, if that's right. how I like it, I, I think that's I think that's well within I think that's well within the, your rights as a consumer to order it the way you want. I don't. 
it's your food. But you're it's often a struggle for you though if you're in a fancy steakhouse, right? They're they're not going to want to burn that piece of meat for you. They're not going to, but you know, my money spends. So that's this is how this works. It's like that's it's it's part of the that's part of the the experience. If I go to order a steak, I think that's different than a place that is famous for cooking chili. That would be like going to the chili place and saying, you know, your chili's too spicy. Could you make me a more mild bowl? Of, you know, they, they had like one gear. And you say, you know, your chili's spicy. Can you make me a less spicy bowl of chili? Like, no. That's how we make the chili here at Chili House. You know what I mean? It's like, eat it, eat the chili. I'm not going to make an accommodation for you. It doesn't make any sense to tell me no, how I, to cook I, it differently. Yeah, you know, I'm with you on this. So the, so the tangent I want to ask you about is, and I've done this before. I think the common take on off-menu ordering, if I go into a restaurant and I say, you clearly have the ingredients for this thing I'm going to ask you for, <laughs> can you make it for me? I think the, the, the common take is that's inappropriate, that you shouldn't do that. And I, I want to posit that as long as you're polite about it and willing to live with a no without being shitty, that it's fine. Now, I don't sure. think you should make a habit of it because I think that it's, you know, you're obviously at some point you're just being fussy and difficult. But I've done it before, and this is where I came with the, the food allergy thing. Is it like it was clear to me that they prepared a lot of things in a certain way, and it was going to be a challenge for them to accommodate me. So I was kind of like, hey, can you make me this? And I don't even remember what it was. Some sort of an – I wanted them to like make me a breakfast sandwich, essentially, uh-huh. or bring me the parts for it. Right. Cause, and, and so I ended up ordering – off menu and they, they accommodated it without too much trouble but i could tell at first the waiter was irritated it wasn't only it wasn't only until it was clear to him that he could tell me to fuck off that we be, we got over it <laughs> i think that i think you draw the line a little bit with kids like sometimes mm-hmm. with kids sometimes you got to say can you just bring me the buttered noodles dude i mean that's just right. you know right. that's i think that's fairly expected for any kind of establishment that deals in family right but um, but yeah, I think that I think that a lot of places, if you see the, I don't know, if you see, if you see like, hey, could you substitute the hash browns for you know for French fries? I think you, you know little things like that are, I think are are fine. But or ordering off menu, like like fully off menu, like you don't see it. Like I want to yeah. I well, so this, I, now I remember I wanna, actually the story wanna, has come back to me. Okay. We were at a breakfast place, and breakfast is one of the hardest things for me to eat because everything's cooked with butter. And so based on what they had, um, I was like, can you make me steak and eggs? It's You have this on the menu. You have that on the menu. I'm like, can you just can you grill me a steak and, and cook some eggs and put it on there? And right. the waiter didn't want to do it, but then they did it, and it wasn't a problem. And I, I don't know. I, was like, I also think that you know any breakfast place should have a steak and eggs option of some kind. Right. So I was both kind of being like, you know, you should have this as well as this is what I want. Do you think you can just make it for me? <laughs> I, that's I don't know. That's I think that's that's fair. I think that's fair. I, I, I think that if, again, you're just trying to look for an accommodation, a dietary accommodation. Yeah. You know, they have the stuff. It's like cook me some eggs with no butter and 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 could you fry me up a steak? Right. And I'll pay for it. It's not that big a deal. It's right. not like, it's not like, it's not like telling, it's not like telling them to, you know. I actually think know. that's the challenge. The challenge for them is they don't have a good way to punch it in a la carte. Right. Like he's got to come up with a way to pl- plug it into the machine and then like charge me separately for it. 
Yeah, his his point of sale kung fu has to be has to be strong. Yeah, I'm like, get... or just quote me a price. Let's just come, to, just an, <laughs> come to an agreement here. Like, what sounds fair? To, yeah. Can we just just ask the manager what sounds fair? And just bill me for that. Just like sixteen you, bucks. Can right. I get, what do you like, charge how? for the steak platter? And then like, can you just put eggs on there instead of hash browns or, or the potatoes you're going to give me? And just charge me for that. Right. It's yeah. like you know everything's everything's relatively cheap, but. Again, Give I me think, what I want, goddammit. <laughs> I am the customer. You have to do. You do have to draw the line. And again, I think I draw the line where where you're telling the chef how to cook stuff. Yeah. Like there's a whole like if you're if you're if you're and I've seen this happen before where where people are saying like they're asking about technique like right. how how is that done. How is that? It's like, I th- no. If you, you care how care? it's done, you can go cook it at your house. <laughs> right. Why are we here? Yeah. Right. You know, this is, it's, and it's just. This a isn't little... Blue Apron. Like, <laughs> you're going to get what you get. <laughs> go down to Chang's Mongolian Grill and just, and the guy will, you can fill a bowl, <laughs> you can fill a bowl full of stuff and the dude will flip it over for you. And then, <laughs> so there, there you have it. Oh, I was muted while I was having a coughing fit, and then the timer went off. That was a really poor confluence of events. Oh, no, pardon me. I don't know what that's going to sound like in the edit. Sorry, people. That's fun. <laughs> for 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 Ty's next trick, he will drink with his trachea. I just David Stern myself. You ever seen that video where David Stern is drinking from that water bottle, and then he like gags on it, and then he makes like this fish fish face, and then he realizes he's on on camera. The whole thing's horrific. <laughs> I would just like do a monster spit take at that point, and just blow water all over the place. I was yes. trying to get to the mute button and I <laughs> couldn't make it happen fast <laughs> enough. In the days of, in this day and age of like memes and things like that, I I would I, if I just was caught in the middle of a of a of drink by drinking with my trachea, I would just blow the water everywhere. As long as it wasn't on people, it is the worst. I think I'd just do it. What, that, what what kind of fool designed the water tube and the air tube to be the same tubes right next to each other? <laughs> what kind of system is that? It's the best kind. You only have one mouth. What do you want? An eating mouth and a breathing mouth? Yes. Give me a blowhole. <laughs> Put that shit right on the back you of have my a, head. You have a blowhole. It's all just it's it's yeah. That would okay. be stellar Ever. if you like if your if your breathing was coming the back of your head to the pipe and then your mouth hole was just a talking and eating hole and then like so when you had like a runny nose you're like wiping the back of your head that'd be oh, way better than wiping your but nose like, all the time but then like the snot running down the back of your neck you'd be <laughs> yeah, like because then you could just like get some sort of a like a padded collar that you could wear when you had a Dude, cold and people <laughs> that'd be that'd be freaking horrible that'd be horrible uh, out of all I'm the gonna... things out of all the anatomy things to wish for that is the last on the <laughs> list i'm gonna biohack that up Whoa. It's a terrible idea. All right. Follow up from our next segment. We're following up from last week where we're talking. We fell into a little conversation about trophies. Yes. Um, And um, this will be interesting because we have to try to describe them as part of the segment. (laughs) (laughs) This is like the podcasting version of Pictionary. We have to, or what, like not Pictionary. No, not even trades. What is it? What's the game we have to explain something? Make it like a password. Yeah. The password is password. Anyway. (laughs) Password. Password. All right. So let's get to the. Let's get to the. You want to start with the good trophies? What? What? What, what would? You, what would you consider a good trophy? Well, I mean, the gold standard is the Stanley Cup. I like the Stanley it, Cup. It's yeah. It's it's gigantic. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you can party with it. Good, yeah, exactly. It's gigantic in a good way. You can put things in it. It like it can be a centerpiece and it could be a, like a fruit bowl. <laughs> you can drink out of it. Although I, I mean, I hope you're cleaning it. 
that's the gold standard for trophies. And then the other thing for me is apparel. So I'm a big fan of the green jacket. Now, personally, I think the green jacket itself is pretty gross. <laughs> like it's not a great looking <laughs> garment. It's yeah, it's 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 a yeah, it's not a it's not it's not modern. It's not a modern piece of uh it's got those terrible gold buttons on it. It's right. not it's just old guy blazer. But as somebody who rocked the 2003 Everett Fallball Champion sweatshirt around for like 3 years, I'm pro <laughs> apparel for champions. <laughs> you know, in in sort of a in in sort of a hand in hand with the Stanley Cup, I also like the uh the Premier League, the Barclays Premier League trophy. Okay. It's, uh, again, large enough for you to, like, hold up and, like, a whole stadium can see it. Okay. It's got a big giant crown on the top of it. You know, they throw some ribbons on it and stuff like that. It's, oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Ri- I know what you're it's, talking it's, about. It's a good size, right? It's, like, a good size. I think, like, I think the NFL, I think the NFL, the Super Bowl trophy, I think it's too small. It sucks. The Lombardi Trophy sucks. People think it's good. It's not good. It sucks. It's terrible. No, the yeah, the Premier like League it. Trophy is totally cool. Yeah, I think I think I like that. I like the idea of like the jug with handles on it. You know, because yeah. it just looks kind of cool when you like raise it up over your head, right? Yes, like, yeah. I'm a winner. I get a jug, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I like it. I it's think, an I urn. Like that one. Put me in here when I die. (laughs) Do you think anyone's ever done that? I would totally do that for sure. Like if I won the claret jug, like like say I was. No, you can't with the claret jug because you don't get it. That's a that's a Stanley Cup situation. No, you get a replica of it though. Do you? They give you yeah. They give you. I thought you just get to keep it for a year. You do, but when you give it back, they give you a a ninety percent size replica of the actual claret jug. That's what you get with the Wimbledon trophies too. To keep Uh, a replica. Yeah. yeah, you get a replica. But I would totally like be, hey, just go ahead and cremate me, jam me in my replica claret jug, and just go ahead and bury that. Because <laughs> you think anyone's ever done that? That's a great idea. I would totally do that. Yeah, like put me in the Wanamaker trophy and keep me on the mantle. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is this this is important. I think okay, so now that's my new criteria for <laughs> for a trophy. Like can you can keep your urn. You can keep your goddamn Heisman Trophy. I don't need that. I don't need old-timey stiff-arm dude. Because you can't put me in that. I think I think I like that one. I like, I like, well, I need something with, uh, with a little, uh, with a container. The worst part about the Wanamaker Trophy, speaking of, is that it's like they decided that the PGA Championship was going to have the exact same trophy as the U.S. Open, only twice as big. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, you can't just have this, it's like... It's just poor. It's it, it's trying too hard, and they should be switched. It's 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 yeah. <laughs> well, the U.S. Open should be the bigger trophy. Correct. That's what I'm saying. The football trophies are all bad. There's much more. There's way too much focus on the football. Uh-huh. I think you're. I think they're missing an opportunity with like a helmet. Okay. Like I think this. Like you know, remember the Bud Bowl where the the, <laughs> the helmets on the bottle. Yeah. Like I think if you follow that profile, that's a better option. The helmet. Like, yeah, it doesn't have to be on a beer bottle, obviously, although uh, I don't know that that would be inappropriate. Um, but I think if you replaced just the Lombardi Trophy, if you made it, I don't know, you, you somehow the f- incorporated the helmet silhouette. But you're right. The football trophies are all too reliant on the football. Like, yeah, because um, yeah, when you win the, national, the NCAA National Champion, they give you a crystal football, right? Yes. And then the MVP trophy is another football. Well, not anymore. Now the NCAA the National Champion is like some sort of like glass vagina. 
<laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's like, uh, so you know all the lame NC, yeah, so it's uh, all the lame, it's not glass vagina, it's, uh, it. so the old crystal football, that's the old one, um, oh, but, okay. uh, and that has a name, but now the new NCAA trophy, the pro fo- the playoff champion one is like, it's actually a, a cooler version of what the Lombardi trophy is trying to do, which is it, it makes a football shape at the top but then extends down from the side. So the football itself is just a 2D plane on the very top. The only reason I say it looks like a vagina is because a football is ovular. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's okay. got ovular. I didn't mean it's ovular? <laughs> yes, it's oblong. It's oblong in shape. <laughs> it's, it's ovular. <laughs> it's ovular. Right, it makes good. an ovule. It makes an oval. Yeah. <laughs> it's not- I like it. I like it. I like. I've been using ovular sometime this week. <laughs> That's not a word. At a work meeting, yeah, for but, sure. I mean, like the Super Bowl MVP gets some sort of weird sil- silver football thing. It's just there's yeah. way too many footballs. Right. It's, they got to be better. Speaking of uninspired, I think the, the like the NCAA basketball trophy is completely uninspired. Well, you realize that all the NCAA sports trophies are that same trophy, except for the football one. Well, that sucks. Yeah, Give it's, it's better, terrible. Get them a better. What is what is that thing? It's just like it's, a. It's an obelisk. Yeah, it's a wooden obelisk. It's you know what it is. It's glorifying the NCAA over all other like right. aspects of the thing. <laughs> it just says because that's what's on the main thing. Is it just says NCAA on like a metal disc and some wood, and then there's like a piece of lucite where you like it, it's uh, etched out whatever it is like basketball championship that's final like, four. That's like boo. But like boo. the field hockey trophy is the exact same trophy. Uh, it just says field. It just hockey says field on hockey it. on it yeah. instead of basketball. Well, right. how come football gets their own trophy and then everybody else has to like have this lame ass trophy? That's a good because, question. Because football makes more money. That's correct. Because football has a playoff sponsored by mega corporation of the United States of America. Correct. That's why in basketball they cut down the nets because they have to have something decent to actually keep. <laughs> like if I won the swimming. If I won the swimming national championship, could I put my uh, my speedo on the on the trophy? <laughs> could I just put it? Could I put it on there? Could I? Should we, I think the whole team, like if you were in the men's team, you should all take off your speedos and put them on the trophy. I think that yeah, would be a, that I'm, seems I'm, appropriate. I just well, I, I guess as long as you're doing it after you've changed your clothes, is that like <laughs> a hog show isn't part no, of the trophy. No, it has to be a hog show. <laughs> it has to be. Everyone just like puts a big towel around them, and then like you know how you <laughs> servers do this. Yes, like you're on the you're on the podium. Everyone should just get a big beach towel, tie it off, <laughs> rip off their speedos, and throw them on the on the trophy. I like it. I think that should be. Hey, any NCAA swimmers out there listening to our podcast, you should do this. I think the goggles might be the more. Uh... No, <laughs> anyone can put goggles on there. You gotta throw the suit on there. I really just think the NCAA they need to provide you a a, a topical trophy. Like you need to have something that is is more appropriate. Right. At least like a picture of the sport. Like at least a like some sort of the NCAA. You should get the best version of the the kid sports trophy. Right. Yeah. Like they, so. Like in baseball. Like I, I have a few trophies that I kept from when I was younger. Like just the ones that were actually titles or, or tournament titles. And, you know, it's just the like we talked about last week, kind of the man on the pedestal, right? The baseball man. Right. You, you should get, get the, that in the NCAA, the best version of that. You should get the best version of that. You should get the person, a person performing your sport on top of the trophy. They yes. could just do that to this thing. They could just. No, not this instead thing of, sucks. <laughs> at the top of this NCAA obelisk, they should plant like a. They could just take a like a plexiglass thing or a crystal thing, and they could put it on there with a 
like a representation of the sport. You know how the yeah. you know how they do that with like the Olympics, like if you go to the swimming venue there's this caricature of a swimmer. Sure. Or or whatever. They just find they just ri- they should just rip off the IOC's symbols for whatever sports they have and just use them on this. I would even go for just uh just the like a two dimensional rendering in metal of that caricature like that sort of flat two-dimensional you know that person you're talking about it's kind of a, right. it's kind of like a, like a stick person kind of yeah and you could yeah. even you could even keep the the gaudy ncaa self-serving pass aggrandizing ncaa and then on the back of it like in the background put the sport thing i mean this isn't difficult yeah you There's could some, throw so... those people a bone we're going to run out of time, and, and I'm sure the audience is tired of hearing about this anyway, but the last thing I wanted to talk about since you brought up the Barclays Trophy being good is why is the World Cup Trophy so terrible? <laughs> because you can't smuggle drugs in better in any other trophy than the, <laughs> than the, than the, than the World Cup Trophy. Because you can just wrap it in foil? Yeah. <laughs> you, that's the, what makes it awesome because everybody wants replica trophies of the, the World Cup because it's the World Cup. And then you can just put your heroin in there. <laughs> Ooh, let me open the globe here. Take a sniff. Right, because it's it's solid. It sucks though. It's all small. I don't even know what. I don't even know what is it like. P- people standing back to back and a and a globe. I don't. It's, it's like the, it's the sexix from the the dark crystal to get ready to <laughs> consume the globe. <laughs> it's like the eye of Sauron. Yeah, it's it's not good. I don't know what's going on with that thing. All right, well, we're running out. We're, we're, well, I shouldn't say running out. We're way out of time. But I have a couple of things I want to mention before we move on because there is right. a couple of things that people need to be made aware of. The first of all, there's something called the Calcutta Cup, which is a 20-a-side rugby trophy that gets played uh, between England and Scotland. And it's like um, a cup with snakes for handles. <laughs> it looks like you're going to release an evil spirit when you get this trophy. I like it. Good. Um, and then... The one best one that I wanted to point out was I really am a big fan of Paul Bunyan's axe just because the axe is so big that it, the handle is the where the records are kept like it has the scores on them as it goes down. Oh, okay. And it kind of and it looks like a ruler as you because it looks like the you know from and a that's distance. that's is that Minnesota Wisconsin who who plays for that one the Paul Bunyan's axe is uh, yes Minnesota Wisconsin that's correct yes yep. okay um, and then the last thing is apparently there's something called the Illibuck when the Illinois is fighting Illini and a Ohio State Buckeyes play each other and it's a carved wooden turtle. <laughs> um, that Illinois hasn't had in a century because they haven't beaten Ohio State in anything. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Since 1883. Yeah, what I can see here, it looks like 95 OSU 41-3, 96 <laughs> OSU 48-0, 91 7 41-6, 41-0, and then I run out. I can't see anymore in this picture. Yeah. But the reason I brought that up is because apparently when they first started this, which was in 1925, they played for a live turtle, <laughs> which was supposed to represent a long life. And I guess this first live turtle died after two years. Yeah, Weird. because they because they they because they put it in charge. They put college kids in charge of taking care of it. Either that, or they were engraving the sh- the scores on its shell. <laughs> I don't know. They were probably making it drink beer. Is real, more likely the case. Well, listeners, if you have any trophies that we missed that you want us to, or that you want us to be aware of, make sure you let us know on the Twitter. And we'll put a few of these heinous ones up on the, on the Twitter. For yeah, sure. we'll get a gallery together. All right, in the OT, here we go. Anything that we needed to anything any any loose ends to tie up? Not from this show, but I wanted yeah. to round back really quickly on something you asserted in in when we got to talking about Mission Impossible. And oh sure, you you were saying that Tom Cruise is kind of our only movie star. Mm-hmm. And I I brought up Denzel, and you said Denzel is not uh, a movie star of the same caliber. And I have to say, 
if Denzel can successfully open the Equalizer 2, I'm going to have to dispute this assertion. <laughs> because that's not a movie I want to see. But hey, it might be something that is going to open. And I, my point is, I guess, that there's probably a whole audience that absolutely is, comes out for Denzel that I'm just not necessarily a part of. That uh, I want to make sure we consider that perhaps there's more to it than we might think right off the top of our heads. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I forget it. I mean, wonderful. I mean, if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about like, like just box office and sort of grand. I mean, just the level that Tom Cruise works at is Denzel can't even sniff that in terms of cinema. I mean, obviously Denzel's a terrific actor, one of the best actors of our <laughs> of our lives, but he ain't the movie star Tom Cruise is. He's he's if if Tom Cruise is the son, he's like. Jupiter, Saturn, tops. He's getting the Equalizer two made. Well, it doesn't seem it, like something that should be happening. It's. I remember the Equalizer show starring the great Edward Woodward. Edward Woodward. Yeah, it's Edward Woodward. Gotcha. Edward Woodward and Billy Zabka was his son on okay. the TV show The Equalizer. Come on, that, I'm not that familiar was, with this show at all. Yeah, oh, and I you see. know the first and the first Equalizer movie was pretty good. Yeah. But it's just like, it's just like Die Hard. It's just Die Hard. Sure. It's like special I'm special a, skills. I, yeah, I'm a man with a particular set of skills. But my point was just that the range, and then the fact that you can get a sequel made for an action movie that doesn't seem like a blockbuster. That's Granted, that's that's some star power. He can do the Oscar drama, and he can pull an action film. Yes. Okay. I mean that. Put like I said, he's like Jupiter. If Tom Cruise is the sun, he's Jupiter. All right. That's about as close as he's getting. All right, in the OT, um, <laughs> I came across this article where it was the, it's maybe the greatest, it's like, it's a great headline. And the headline is, a small Japanese city is facing a ninja shortage, even with salaries as high as $85,000. You could get paid $85,000 a year to be a ninja. In this Sounds like town. a lot of work for not a lot of money, I gotta tell you what. <laughs> what? <laughs> you get to be, you get that... You, let's see, here it is. Iga City, Japan. There's a whole school and everything. They need you. They want you to come to their town. They want you to train to be a ninja and make 85K. What are you making this the Cirque du Soleil? Because, <laughs> I mean, it's ultimately the same thing, right? That's what we're know. talking about. I don't know. That, there's a lot. You know, if, considering all the kids I grew up with, ninja stars and nunchucks, this seems like a lot better than, you know... A lot better than most people are doing. Eighty-five k a year, yeah, to be a ninja. I mean, come on. I mean, this is a, this. This seems like a good kid gig. You know, you get to wear the toe shoes. Yeah, I, I mean, mean you know, it's you just to... you're just an acrobat with weapons. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like a good gig. Seems like a I good gig. But there, so Japan has super low unemployment, so there's not a bunch of people clamoring for these ninja jobs right and everybody's and I, everybody's sort of moving to the city i mean this this it speaks of sort of the same i think that uh japan has similar issues than a lot of countries do or to say young people don't want to live in the countryside anymore they want to go to the big city and get you know quote-unquote real jobs when you could have stayed home and been a ninja <laughs> for 85k a year i'm going to argue that perhaps there is no problem here and that simply all we're talking about is there's not enough ninja, like, celebrity, not celebrities, but there's not enough ninja, 
you talked about magicians earlier. It's akin to that. It's you're essentially putting on a show. It's like being a fire dancer in Hawaii. Um, and that there are probably plenty of ninjas, but you would never know. <laughs> <laughs> they're all being they're all making much more money, and you're dead before you even knew they were there. Right. They're making. Yeah. So you're saying the real ninjas are making like like as opposed to being like just the eighty five thousand dollar ninja. Like the the high functioning ninjas who have to actually kill people in the yeah. dark, yeah, are making are making countless sums. Right, you would never know that there's a ninja shortage because you don't even know about the ninjas to begin with. Can we get can we get a reboot of uh, the Shokushogi uh, ninjas ninja movies from like the the early eighties? Because those were all kick ass. I don't. I think we've got some problematic issues here. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? I think that at this point you can only make a ninja movie if it's really actually made with Japanese by Japanese people with Japanese people. What American people can't make a can't make a we can't make a ninja we can't make a ninja you're telling me we can't make a ninja movie. I don't, there's that's so not, many problems. There's so not, many problems with it now. We have problems with the, we have problems with appropriation. We have problems with the fact that people have used the word ninja instead of the other n word for you know like that's a problem. You're not familiar. Come on, you know about the juggalos, right? Sure. Well, do you not know that the Juggalos call each other like my ninja? Oh, they do. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. Well, I'm not that. I'm not that. Uh, I'm not that uh, down with uh, Juggalo culture. But oh, okay, so that's problematic. So, it's problematic. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. There was a pretty good ninja movie that came out a while ago, like maybe like within the last like five years. Three ninjas kick back. No, no, no. <laughs> no. First There's, of all, I don't know. Enter, First of all, Enter the Ninja in like 1981. Like those Shokushogi movies were all. It was called uh, Ninja Assassins, like from 2009. It's a it's a terrific movie. You should terrific. watch it. It's a terrific yes. movie. Yeah, it's a terrific movie. You should totally watch it. Okay. Um, is it better than ter- like The Raid? Well, no. Because when I want to watch martial arts movies, that's kind of where I go to, right? Yeah, I understand anyway. that. Anyway, Ninja Assassin. All right, I think you should. I think you should check it out. I'll take a look. Yep. Oh, American Ninja, nineteen eighty-five. <laughs> Michael Dudikoff's American Ninja series is also completely kick-ass. <laughs> Michael Dudikoff. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Dudikoff was the was the goofy sort of uh, good-looking bro friend from Bachelor Party. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, Michael Dudikoff. How many by of these the movies way, did he make? Circle. Oh my god, like like forty. <laughs> there is, a, there's at least four. <laughs> there's American Ninja. The I probably saw all, all of them, but no, I can't recommend them. But you should watch them anyway. These seem problematic. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's gonna be a lot of stuff that didn't age very well in these movies. I tell you, Michael Dudikoff. Well, anything else to say about the ninja shortage? No, I just because I had that, one other thing. I think there's a lot of. I think there are a lot of. I think there are a lot of teenage uh, American teenage kids who'd like to sign up for this. You think so? Yeah, uh, you know, bemulleted, bemulleted uh, Midwesterners who've been practicing their nunchuck skills for years and years are ready to get into this. Nunchuck skills. Uh huh. Both staff guess, skills. <laughs> exactly. Computer hacking skills. <laughs> <laughs> Got them all. All right. Got them all. All right. What do you got? So were you aware of a couple weeks when they found this like black granite sarcophagus in Egypt? I did. A couple weeks ago. Uh huh. Okay. So do you know that they opened it yesterday? Did evil spirits come out and kill everyone? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) All right. (laughs) 
We never heard from these people ever again. Suppose yes, I'm trying. They're right. trying to date the remains, and apparently the remains like there was some sort of a, uh, like a layer of mortar somehow between the body and the lid. So like the oh. like the body was particularly preserved. Whoa! I'm a little less concerned about releasing the evil spirits, and we're gonna have like Jurassic Park mummies. <laughs> like we're gonna have mum- I don't know what's the name of the did era? Arnold did did Arnold Vuslu show up and then begin raining down the uh, the the uh, the plagues of the Ten Commandments. It's like, wait a minute, what? Have it- <laughs> Not quite yet, but I think it's coming. I don't okay. know, man. I know when they found this thing, it's ominous as hell, right? It looks like so, a big block, a big black obelisk. But but scientists just can't help themselves. No, they got to open it up. Ooh, open okay. it. So, would you rather open the black obelisk sarcophagus <laughs> unearthed from the bottom of some ancient pyramid, or would you rather drink the water from a Lake that existed two and a half miles below the ice sheet in Antarctica. That the they said thing. that they said hadn't like that water hadn't seen the surface of the Earth in millions of years. Well, I have to drink it. Yes, you have to drink it. <laughs> Do I at least you... have like a personal filter? <laughs> <laughs> no. You get a life straw? No. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. The life straw. <laughs> you might be unearthing. Like, would you rather have a? Would you rather? Would you rather risk releasing ancient bacteria that might kill everybody in the world or an ancient spirit that might kill everyone in the world? I'd probably risk the spirit because that seems less likely to be a problem. <laughs> like, the bacteria for sure exists. Well, as, as one of the four people in America who saw the Tom Cruise mummy movie, you know, you should, you should think twice about that evil spirit thing. It, I saw that movie. Well, so the what? Okay, so that's the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like everything worked out okay. <laughs> In the end, it seems like yeah. okay. All right, all right, okay. Well, we'll take our chance with spirits than the bacteria. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll again, I, I'm going back to I think that they have this mummy from the this this well preserved mummy from this insane black granite sarcophagus, which really is not ominous at all. Uh, hopefully, we can have you know. I, don't, I guess you'd have to call it like the early dynastic park welcome to early <laughs> dynastic park we spared no expense <laughs> all right so we're choosing between the mummy and the thing is essentially what we're we're basically we're yeah. basically uh we're we're deciding against mummy over outbreak for sure <laughs> fair enough okay all right that's all i had tonight excellent well thanks everybody for listening to the show we appreciate you joining us each and every week and we'll be back next week with plenty more shenanigans Peace.